Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter, at the Colts Cast. Jamal, you ready to get into some Indianapolis Colts content? Always ready. Let's get it. Today's episode will spotlight Indianapolis's wide receiver core. We will break down what to expect from this group as is. Later on, we'll touch on T.Y. Hilton and whether it's worth it to bring him back or not. So, the first receiver we're going to talk about is our wide receiver one, Michael Pittman Jr. De facto wide receiver one right now. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, it's possession receiver, so he's our go-to guy. Six foot four, two twenty. Uh, you know, we have a third and seven. We're going to Michael Pittman. He's consistent. He has the ability to get open. Even when he's not completely open, he wins contested catches. Uh, I believe the only receiver to have a, a thousand yard season last year. That's correct. Yeah. By a long shot. By a long shot. Um then going down to our wide receiver two uh, will most likely be Alec Pierce. Uh, we've already talked about Alec Pierce in a previous episode, but I expect him to produce immediately downfield threat for defenses. He's, he's pretty big, just like Michael Pittman. Yeah, uh, he's been looking pretty good on the, uh, the rookie. You know, they, they started rookie camp uh, last week, it was, and he's been looking pretty good. I think he was out the first day because of some dehydration. But you know, Yikes. he got him. He got him back in the. Got him all electrolyted up, and he was back out on the field catching balls. So, ready for that. Yeah, and also ready for our wide receiver three right now. I believe is going to be Paris Campbell. That's going to be our slot guy, speedy and explosive. I, I believe he's a really good athlete. I just want to see him healthy this year. He has so much potential, and we need a guy like this in our offense. He's he's the yards after catch guy. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And, you know, he, he's been hearing the whispers. He's been hearing the talk about him not being the being the guy he should have been. You know, he's been out for a couple uh, due to injuries. His stats over the three years have been pretty good. Um, but he knows the whispers have been there. So I'm excited to see him come back healthy to see what he's going to bring to the table this year because he has a lot to prove. You got a lot to prove of, from being out from the injury, but you got a lot to prove as well because you have MPJ who showed out. And now you got this new young guy coming in, Alec Pierce. So it's going to be interesting to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, again, I do want to see him healthy because I think he has a lot of potential. And I know a lot of Colts fans believe that as well. And now time to just go into our depth. Uh, Zach Pascal's gone. Yeah, going to miss him. We do have Ashton Doolin. He's the only other receiver than Michael Pittman to play all 17 games or to at least be active. He was second team all pro for special teams. Mm. So he's great on special teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which which is good. Special teams is important. Um, he has good speed, decent size. He only played on 29% of offensive snaps over the year. That's compared to Michael Pittman's 82% and even T.Y. Hilton's 46%, who we'll touch on later. Uh, but he made the most of it. Three touchdowns, even with that low snap share. So I think we still need him. He just probably won't be on the field a lot. Yeah. Desmond Patman, four targets over eight games. Mm -hmm. He's a big receiver. 
I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. I haven't seen much, and I don't plan on it unless a few receivers get hurt. I don't know about you, Jamal, but it doesn't have the qualities of being that wide receiver one or two. It just lacks quickness, toughness. Just, just not a great receiver. <laughs> I, I I don't want to say that. But, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I agree. Like uh, you said, the four only four four targets and two receptions out of those four targets, twenty one yards. He did get a touchdown on one, so I'm gonna guess it's probably a little end zone play, or red zone play. But you know, like you said the numbers kind of speak for themselves. Yeah. So don't plan on seeing much of Desmond Patman. I believe it's pronounced Mike Strawn. He played at the university of Charleston, which is a D two school. Again, good size frame. Uh, I've seen some preseason film on him. Doesn't look too bad, but he played at a D two level and now he's in the NFL playing real competition. Only had three targets last year. Uh, hopefully he develops into maybe a downfield threat. But again, another player I do not see likely to play unless someone is hurt. Agreed. But there is one player I actually like. It is Kiki Kute. Oh, yeah? Explosive uh, slot target. Pretty basic on route running, but I think he has the ability to make impact plays. I don't know if you've watched uh, him with the Texans. I didn't know. Yeah, Deshaun Watson made him into a beast. I don't know why he got waived from the Texans. I think he's a sleeper because the Texans wide receiver core was pretty awful too. But I don't know. They just didn't like him. But he's basically the Paris Campbell handcuff if the Colts elect Mm. to use him. So Mm. I think Paris Campbell is better, but it all depends on his health. But I want to see the Colts use him. Uh, He only appeared in two games last season. Uh, but I know what he's capable of. Um, Dang, we got the wheels turning on that one. I got to go back and watch some film on him with the Texans. I'm excited <laughs> for that. I don't know if Deshaun Watson made him great, but he he yeah. he did have a pretty good year there. Naheem Hines, I know, is not a wide receiver, but Jamal, you said you heard some rumbles about him being playing uh, playing some slot this year. Yeah, yeah, you know, of course the the pickup of. Philip Lindsay from the Dolphins, so another running back yeah, who's still doing pretty good. Just a couple rumbles of Naheem Han could be dropping over to the slot, using him more for uh, some passes. And, I mean, I could understand why over the past four years of being with the Colts, this man has 210 receptions, 1,537 yards, and seven touchdowns. So it's not like he's wow. been afraid to get the ball. He, he's Every season, 40-plus 40 receptions, then 60-plus, then 40-plus, then 60-plus. So... I wouldn't be too mad to see him out on the slot catching some balls for us this year. So really ready for that. And, yes. you know, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I did hear that Frank Wright said Naeem Hines will have a bigger role in this team's offense with Matt Ryan at quarterback. And and that's what I like about Naeem too, man. He He's not afraid to put himself out there. He'll go get the ball. He'll run it. He'll he'll catch a pass for you. He's not selfish. He, he's just a, a like a fun fun loving guy. He wants to be out there to help out the team however he can. So if Frank says we're going to be using him to to our advantage like that, I fully believe that because Naheem is not going to sit there and pout in the corner because he didn't get the ball in a touch when he knows JT's in the backfield. He's going to be ready to help out however he can. Right. I see him more as I, I want him to be the passing down back. I think we have some mm-hmm. capable slot guys. I mean, if he lines up in the slot every now and then, that's fine. But not the be-all and end-all, but 
Pro Football Focus had him graded as 2020's top receiving back. Mm. But we had Carson Wentz in 2021. <laughs> That's crazy how he dropped out. Yeah. So I want him to get back to those 2020 levels with Matt Ryan now because Matt Ryan is going to make the smart plays, not the always heroic ones. Agreed. So we'll see. Um, I'm not going to touch on the other receivers because I don't know if they'll even make the team. If they do, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk yeah, about we'll cross them, that man. bridge. But, you know, one thing I do want to talk about, though, just kind of based off of what we have with all these receivers we, we just mentioned, looking at their receptions, you know, minus Kiki, because I know, like you said, he was he was good and he was in uh, Houston. So I'm not really too upset with the one target he had. But MPJ, Michael Pittman Jr., 88 receptions. Um, next up was uh, Ashton Doolin. He had 13. Desmond Patman had two. Mike, uh, how'd you say his name again? Strawn. Strawn, okay, had two, you know, and Kiki had one. So the ball wasn't really, and oh, of course, sorry, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor had 40 himself, and Naheem Hines had yeah. 40. Yeah, so two running backs had 80. They had it just as much as Michael Pittman. So that's just kind of something to think about when the ball was kind of only being divvied up to Pittman as far as receiving core goes. So these guys, like you said, Eric, I know that a lot of those other guys probably won't make the 53-man roster, but I'm just hoping that with Alec Pierce here and Campbell coming back, uh, we can spread the love because as much exactly. as I love to see MPJ getting a thousand yards, I mean, what what could happen if if we're just if MPJ has a 700, 800 yard, and then Pierce has a six seven hundred, and Campbell has a six seven hundred? I mean, that's that could be lovely, right? We we want to spread the love. We want to stretch the field. It, it, there's a lot of things we want to do, and I'm hoping, you know, especially with Paris Campbell healthy and with the addition of Alec Pierce, that our wide receiver core isn't a joke this year. <laughs> yes. But now, the elephant in the room, T.Y. Hilton. Should we bring him back, Jamal? Respectfully, no. <laughs> Knew that was coming no. out of your mouth. <laughs> For more than one reason. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's not a Colts all-time receiver. He's definitely in the top five, and his name will be in that ring of honor. Um, years down the road. I know that Jim Irsay will definitely show his respect and put him in that ring of honor because his numbers over his career have been fantastic. But but over the past couple of years, we've seen a drastic decline. Yeah, I agree. He's 32 years of age. Uh, I mean, we're he's definitely on the decline. Four-time Pro Bowler. Uh, like you said, back then, receiving yards leader in 2016 in the NFL. Uh, he made the all-rookie team in 2012. He's been with the Colts for 10 seasons now. He's mm -hmm. he's basically a Colts legend. Exactly. The Colts still do need a speedy receiver who can take the top off of defense. So maybe Paris Campbell can do that, uh, Alec Pierce, somebody. But he would definitely, if if he's re-signed, he would definitely be our deep ball specialist. Uh, he's he's going to be used situationally or... Mm -hmm. rotationally he's not going to be always on the field but Matt Ryan is a good deep ball passer there, there's things he can do with with these types of receivers I, I agree and I, I would hate for T.Y. to 
stay here because he wants to be a lifelong Colt, which he said that, you know, leading into I believe it was two seasons ago. Every when, player wants that, right? He, yeah, exactly. Everybody wants that. He love he loves where he lives. He, you know, he loves the system his school or the, the school system his kids are in. You know, he's very active in the youth football league out there in, in Zionsville and all this. So he's really appreciative of what the city has done for him. And the city of course is appreciative of what he's done for us. But I think that for what it's worth, I think he would thrive a little better in a different team setting for kind of his his last dance. Just go out and do something with another team because, like you said, with the core we have coming back, it's going to be situational. We don't want to just give out a uh, a trophy for him because he wants to be here. I want him to to flourish because he could. He could. He could go to another team and have an awesome year. And, you know, we can look back at it and say, man, that would have been nice to have him here. But I think with the weapons we have, it's just time to move on. Yeah. I know Chris Ballard is – he told reporters that the team is still continuing discussions with him. So it's not out of the book that yeah he doesn't get re-signed. But, yeah, I'm – I want to say let's bring T.Y. Hilton back, but he played 10 games last year. He had an injury, played campaign. I mean, he started the season on IR due to a disc issue in his neck. Mm-hmm. I missed well, five games. thought about retiring. Yep. Then he suffered a quad injury. Then he came back after week six and missed again another game with a concussion. But then he didn't – he wasn't producing like he should have. Mm-hmm. When he came mm-hmm. back, I don't know if that was just because of poor quarterback play or we were just a run the gun offense, but he hasn't eclipsed 800 receiving yards since 2018. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's time to let him go and play his, you know, last few years out with another team because, you know, I, I don't think we pay him a lot right. with this, with this resigning. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, there's, other receivers on the market that the Colts could still get. It's not just T.Y. Hilton. We have Will Fuller. We have Julio Jones. I mean, there's there's still wide receivers out there. And Julio Jones coming back to play with Matt Ryan is probably my favorite duo. I would agree. But I guess I I wouldn't hate T.Y. Hilton, but I would think how does he fit into our offense now that we kind of have players like him. Yeah, no, exactly. Younger players. And going back to what you were talking about with the injuries, man, you said it. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, since 2018, he's missed 16 total games. So he's missed an entire season's worth of games. You know, for those injuries, all quad or or calf injuries to the right, to the right leg, one groin, one neck, one concussion, all his injuries have come to the right side of his body. Uh, And I mean, honestly, for what it's worth, Going back to what we were talking about with age, father time, he's going to be injury prone for us this year again. I, right. I just don't feel like he's going to be going across the middle of the field trying to catch these, you know, eight, nine, ten yard passes because you have a young safety running downhill or a big linebacker. You know, you're going to have those Darius Leonard style guys across the middle, and he don't want to get hit by anybody like that. I wouldn't want to, you know. So imagine at that age, he's not really out for that. So. I just find it hard, and I just think that, you know, besides the Texans games, what do we have to look forward to? Every every year, it's the same thing. It's, what's T.Y. going to do? And then it's time to play the Texans for one of our two games for the year, and everybody gets hyped. Oh, the T.Y., <laughs> he's owned the Texans his entire career, and his stats yeah. don't lie. Against the 20 games against the Texans, 
he's had 1,883 yards and 11 touchdowns. That's that's great. But that's the only team he's putting up those kind of numbers against, you know? So <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. I can appreciate that. But we only play the Texans twice, and they're, tr- and they're trash. So <laughs> I, I don't get excited to see T.Y. go say, off against yeah, the Texans. We don't <laughs> need him to beat the Texans. Exactly. So it, <laughs> I, I hear you completely. So I think, Jamal, I think we're both on the let's leave T.Y. Hilton off the Colts this year train. Yeah. It's time to move on. It It is. It is. And it, you, it, it's something where it's, it's a mutual thing. I look at it because, you know, Colts are infamous. This is such a family environment when it comes to the Colt, you know, for the for the shoe. Everything, and I'm not mad about that. But statistically over the years you look at what's happened the only player the honestly the only player we've just kind of said all right you can get out of here was Peyton when he had the neck injury and he played and we went what three and 13 that season after that you know no one thought that they're gonna actually get rid of Peyton the 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 man who built Indianapolis built Lucas Oil Stadium they said all right get out of here we'll see you later trade him to the Broncos he went on to have two Super Bowl runs and won one you know coasted on out but besides that, I look yeah. at Adam Vinatieri, man, you know, his he one of the greatest kickers of all time, won championships with the Patriots, won championships with us, or excuse me, a championship with us. And then his last two years, dude, he just declined like none other, just going straight downhill. And we just kept re-signing him because it's like it was more of a it's more of a we appreciate you thing instead of going out for a new kicker. And it hurt us. It killed yeah. us that two. Well, I think it was two seasons ago. I believe it was. We lost our last. I don't know. Uh, last couple of games, all because of field goals. Now, don't get me wrong. We shouldn't have been having to worry about field goals to win the game. But when it came time to win the game, field goals and extra points. We were missing extra points out the wazoo. And which is I'm huge. Just, yeah, huge. And I'm just like, at what point do you just say, "All right, Adam, we we love you, man, but we got to move on." But Frank Wright didn't want to do it. Frank Wright just wanted to hold on to him. And then we picked up Blankenship, Rodrigo Blankenship from out of Georgia. He came in, the specs, man. He And he did a great job until his injury. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. just one of those things where I, I always get afraid. I get afraid that sometimes we want to hold on to something. And I look at the same thing with Carson Wentz. If if Chris Ballard wasn't in the building, if it were up to Frank Wright, Wentz would have been here again this year because they want he wants to hold on to that. You know, I feel like we did the same <laughs> thing with Chuck Pagano. He was going downhill fast and and I and I think there was a lot of sympathy because of his health which I I'm completely on board with that you know I I understand that but we held on to him when I think that it was time to move on so I know Colts have a huge tendency to move on but you don't look at the Chiefs you don't look at the Patriots these guys they don't just hold on to players just because Patriots got rid of Jimmy G they got you know they got rid of Tom Brady Chiefs got rid of Tyreek Hill, you know, these they're not afraid to lose big-time players. But us, we like to hold on, and I think that it hinders us. And I just hope that that isn't a a problem when it comes to T.Y., especially when you mention these other receivers that are still on the market. And we don't want to just lose money by hanging on to to old feelings. Right. I, I completely agree. Uh, the Colts seem to be holding on to players longer than they should, unlike the NBA where – yeah, unless your name's Kobe Bryant, you're you're not on a team. The, exactly, the, your, your entire career, you're gonna get moved. They they operate like a business. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I saw Blake Griffin say 
Clippers for life and he got moved the next week. So (laughs) (laughs) I've seen some crazy things. Didn't the same thing happen with Halliburton too? uh, Tyrese Halliburton, when he was on the Kings, they did Uh, talk. He was saying like, yeah, I love it here. I love in Sacramento. I want to be here long term. And then, yeah, he did get moved. Yeah, yeah, crazy things happen. Um, So I think we're both on the... I know I said this earlier, but T.Y. Hill and I thought goodbye and thank you for your service. You always be remembered and appreciated, but bring me some Julio Jones. I know Julio Jones does have some injury issues as well, but as far as upside and chemistry, Mm -hmm. I'm taking Julio. Any day. Any day. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts cast. That's going to wrap it up. We'll be releasing episodes every Monday and Friday mornings. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We will be back on Monday to give you more Indianapolis Colts content. Everybody, take care. Take care.